Work it, make it, do it Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger Work it, harder, make it, do it That don't kill me Can only make me stronger I need you to hurry up now Cause I can't wait much longer I know I got to be right now Cause I can't get much stronger Man, I've been waiting all night now That's how long I've been on ya Welcome, welcome, welcome from the United States of America. This is George with Bold Perceptions. Welcome to another episode. And today I have Aaron Patton, host of the New Age Influencers podcast. Very impressive guest list. Blue check mark parade. Um, he does all his work very impressively. Uh, and he goes over that with us today, how we built it, how we grew it. Uh, his secrets his tricks of the trade very interesting guy timestamps are below we get into a little futuristic conversation kind of previewing what's to come in society uh you want to be on the right side of the coin and a few different things he explains to me and uh, i was like i was having a brain blast out there i just uh, i saw i was thinking in black and white and then i was thinking in crunch berries crunchitize me captain and by the way just a little note we are trying out binaural beats in this episode. We're going to have them faintly playing in the background at first. Um, if you were not aware of them, you might have thought it was you know, something wrong with the audio. But if you, uh, if you listen to Nick's Life Hacks podcast uh, regarding binaural beats, uh, it's like ancient music and ancient tones that people use for focus. Um, there's a bunch of different binaural beats on YouTube if you want to try them out yourself. I listen to them when I work. It focuses me in. Uh, and it's very, uh, it's very soothing. It's very focusing. You may find different effects. Maybe you start thinking in color. Maybe you're Captain Crunch. I don't know. But Aaron Patton, New Age Influencers host. Let's roll. All right, bold perceptions in the back of your eardrums reverberating around like bats in a cave. B-O-L-D, we're back. I have an interesting, interesting guy on today. I say interesting every single intro, but this guy truly is interesting. Uh, I have Aaron Patton on. He's the, uh, the, the founder and the host of the New Age Influencers podcast. Um, Aaron, how are we doing? What's going on, man? Thank you for having me on. And hello to uh, everyone listening. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Thank you, Aaron. And uh, just a little, little life lesson here. Aaron and I were supposed to record about a month ago. I'm going to come out. I'm going to come clean and say I screwed up the timing the first time. I wasted Aaron's time. I learned a lesson, though, and now I'm better with time management already in 2021. So I'm already improving. It's hard sometimes. Uh, I, I know, especially when I'm talking to people across the world, let alone across the country, uh, the time change can definitely throw you for a loop. So I get it. No worries. Uh, I knew we'd reschedule. Just a matter of time. Exactly. Thank you for having the faith in me. But so right away, I just want to dive into it because I, uh, I stumbled across your your Instagram page um, of the podcast, New Influencer, New Age Influencers. And it's just it catches your eye. I mean, that's obviously by design. We'll get into it. But I mean, it's a very impressive guest list. Um, it seems like you really have your shit together on there. It's very, 
you know, organized. Seems like it gives a lot of value. I've tuned in a few times. Love the ambiance of it. Very, you know, educating. It's just, it's, it's a nice, well done page in a podcast. But I'm wondering how you got into it. Just kind of give us the backstory of, you know, how it came to be. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, there's definitely a couple different factors and angles that played into it, but I'll, I'll go over a, a shorthand version here. So my background originally professionally was in software sales. So I worked for a couple different companies um, selling corporate enterprise level software solutions, you know, doing the online cold calls and sales demos and all that type of stuff. Um, I was originally working in Washington, D.C., but I knew I wanted to be in San Diego. So I moved out to San Diego where it's always nice and warm. It's about 70, 74 outside right now. So I'm going to go on a run after this. Um, but uh, I started working at a company and, and hit a three-year mark there, but decided that uh, I really didn't want to continue in the sales role working for a corporate entity uh, because I, I was good at it. I was organized with it and I was performing and making some good money, but I just, I, I had to kind of think long-term and put myself 10 years down the road. And I knew that personally, if I was still doing the same thing, you know, I would be happy as far as money comes, but I wouldn't necessarily be fulfilled or happy uh, with what I was doing, you know, what I was selling. Cause at that point I was selling some financial expense report software. It wasn't very, invigorating or exciting. I didn't really care too much about the product itself. And that, you know, played into me being not necessarily the happiest I could have been. Uh, anyway, I'm a risk taker. I like taking risks. I, I was starting to listen to a lot of podcasts and watching a lot of YouTube videos about, you know, passive income and different types of lifestyles and, you know, the digital opportunities out there in the, in the world these days. And so I just started doing different things online and on social media. And it eventually led me to starting a podcast. And uh, I came to the conclusion that I wanted to start a podcast because I had actually been playing poker for a while after I quit my corporate job. Uh, so I quit my job and I was playing a lot of poker heavily <laughs> at different casinos. And I realized I didn't want to do that full time, but I really loved poker because I got to learn you know, so many different people's stories and talk to different people and, and really just interact. And so I tried to tried to think of a way to do that in a more productive manner. And podcasting was the you know right solution for me. I mean, I was listening to podcasts, playing poker and, and learning so much. So uh, I not only started the podcast to learn myself, but, you know, also to be some type of content creator, maybe build up an audience, you know, maybe be able to sell a product or service down the road um, and, and monetize in some form or fashion. So it was really a kind of a perfect hybrid of content creation and learning at the same time with an audience so that's that's why i did it and it's uh it's been about two years now and i'm still doing it still loving it and i always say really on the podcast what i've learned that the number one thing is to make sure that you have fun doing it for no money online and if you can have fun doing it for no money then you could damn well sure have fun doing it for money so that's the most important thing for people starting out Damn. Okay. So I'm going to rewind because right away you hit me with the line, I'm a risk taker. And that should have been a foreshadow into you going and playing poker. I didn't see it coming though. I still didn't see it coming. So you, you <laughs> found yourself, you know, playing a bunch of poker after you quit your job. And was this big time poker? Like, are you on the red carpet playing poker or what's going on here? 
No, not nothing huge. Like I, I, I was good enough to understand what's happening and make some decent money at it, but not good enough to make like over six figures. So it's, it's really a really small percentage of players can make over six figures playing poker because it's, it's hard, you know, mentally, especially when you go to your job, quote unquote, like the poker room. And sometimes you could get your money in good with the percentages on your side, but you still lose because there's a luck factor involved. So if you go to your job and lose thousands of dollars, it's really taxing on the, your mental state. So you got to be a special type of person to uh, really make it work on poker. Um, and I also just didn't want to spend, you know, five, six, seven days in the casino, which is kind of the amount of time you have to put in to make it work in the beginning. Um, I still play a lot, but I don't play nearly that much. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I love poker because of the risk, the math, uh, meeting new people. And uh, it's like a pure, it's really a pure game. And you can get all types of people playing, you know, one common game, you know, where they would never congregate in the same area if it wasn't for that game. So it's really kind of a cool dynamic. Um, and I just really, I just enjoy the thrills of it, the risk. So yeah, I, I was doing that a lot uh, after I left my job. That wasn't my permanent plan in my mind, but at, at that point it was what I was doing and I was having fun doing it. So I continued. Absolutely. And now if you're having fun, why not? And so this, this begs the question, have you seen the movie Molly's game? Oh yeah. I actually just put out an inquiry to Molly, the real Molly uh, no way. on the podcast, but she's, she's not really too big on social media, but I thought maybe since she's not too big, she, she'd be willing to come on, but I haven't heard a response from her yet. See, so that could be an absolutely incredible podcast because I just saw Molly's game. And uh, for those of you out there that may not know about the movie, um, in a quick nutshell, Molly Bloom, she actually had a career change like you, Aaron. I didn't even think yep. of a parallel, mm -hmm. but Olympic skier uh, had a giant injury and then got into basically poker. And she would use it as a giant networking tool to build up her network, of course, meet new people, uh, more money coming in as an effect. I mean, go, go see it. I don't want to spoil it, but were you treating poker like that? Were you meeting like big connects at the poker table or was this just you know, something to, you know, free the mind, pass the time. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to make money at it. I was trying to legitimately make it work. Uh, but also, yeah, you make some good connections at the poker table, especially because, you know, there's a lot of good, you know, businessmen and women that play poker because uh, it's just an enjoyable hobby where they don't, you know, if they're wanting, trying to get away from the, the family or have a couple hours to themselves just for fun, you know, that's just a, a nice, easy hobby for people. And, uh, Generally, most of the time, if you're playing poker for, you know, a decent amount of money, most of the time you can afford it. Of course, there's the true degenerates out there that are gambling their lives away, which is unfortunate. But uh, most of the time, you're going to meet some really interesting and, and unique people. And yeah, it can be great for networking, but uh, it doesn't hold the candle to podcasting. Podcasting is the networking uh, king as far as tools go. Right, right. And I mean, and it sounded like you were listening to podcasts too at the casino table anyways. Uh, yep. So, I mean, it's not like you're, you know, being a talking head, looking at every one of your play, neighbor players, asking them about your, their life. But um, yeah, it depends on who it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, if it's, a, you know, Vin Diesel, you're <laughs> probably going to chat on. <laughs> but no, that's interesting. I had no idea that part of your story. I really was going into this blind altogether. I just, you know, I know what you show um, your your Instagram pages, the podcast, your sister page. But how do you get to the point? So now that you decide, damn, basically while you're playing poker, yeah, I'm going to do this podcast. 
what's the transition period? Like what's your first steps that you take to build this page and then grow the page's followers? How does that go? Yeah. So uh, actually first, I, I know that you're in Minnesota. I want to give a shout out to Mystic Lake Casino. I think that's where I developed my uh, love for gambling. For, Mistake with black, Lake. You mean. With, with black. Mistake Lake. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a term in Minnesota for sure. Uh, so that's kind of funny that you're up there. Uh, brings me back. Anyway, uh, so the transition between you know poker and me starting the podcast, I'm definitely still doing both. I still still love both. Um, but the podcasting, I really again, I wanted to, I wanted to learn firstly, like what it takes for people to be successful online. So I was like, what better way to learn than to, you know, talk to people directly who are doing it. So I pretty much just applied my sales tactics from you know, stuff that I've learned in the past that what works to close deals and get prospects on the phone, you know, from the software days into Instagram DMs. I'd say 95% of my guests that I source is from DMs and emails. And uh, so it's just, I treated it like that, even though I wasn't getting paid, but I knew that if I could get a couple key interviews, you know, in the first 10 or 20 or so, then I could build up a bank of interviews and, and establish some social proof and credibility so that it would allow me to you know, get bigger guests in the future, or at least make it easier for myself. So in the beginning, I really hit it hard. Uh, just, you know, cold calling or cold DMing people, uh, tons of no's, tons of people seeing the messages and not responding, you know, just because the podcast isn't established yet, right? All you have to go off of is the concept, you know, the cover art I had made at the time and the idea. But I was able to, you know, send out hundreds and hundreds of messages and finally lock in about three or four. Uh, I did those. And from there, I leveraged them to get more. And then it's just snowballed and snowballed. And, and now I've passed, you know, I just published uh, my 104th interview today. So it's, it's built up uh, over time. And, and really, that's what it takes for content creation, for podcasting, for life. It's just like, you know, what do you like doing? Figuring that out, being self-aware and then consistently producing and, and not stopping. Because it may take someone, it may take someone a while before they actually gain, you know, money or attention or influence or what have you or impact. Um, but if you don't stop, you really can't fail. So, you know, talent is definitely the variable, but it, it may take one person one or two years, whereas it may take one person three, four or five years. But if that person in one or two years stops and the person three, four or five years never stops and they eventually get to a point, you know, they're going to be more successful. So it's just a matter of keeping going. I love that. And I mean, I think I saw a stat the other day. I think 90% of podcasts just stop after a year. So, I mean, if you're at it for a year, you're already in the top 10%. And I saw on your page, are you top 50 in 200 countries or is it the under, other way around? Top 250 countries? Uh, it top 200 and over 50 countries. But that, I mean, that's not a constant by any means. Uh, I, I go in and out of the charts depending on the episodes and the releases and whatnot. But, you know, I'm sure you know, but there's a couple of third party uh, tracking companies like uh, Chartable, where they give you if you hit the charts in certain countries for certain categories. So it's just based off that, you know, there's been times where I've hit the charts for like seven or eight countries in one week. And then other times where I haven't hit the charts for any countries in a week. Uh, it really just depends on kind of the episode, the guests and, and how it proceeds. But, you know, yeah, it's been it's been ranked in anywhere from Singapore to Russia to Australia to Mozambique. I mean, it's crazy. That's why podcasting and, and just the digital world is so fascinating because, you know, someone in South Africa could be listening to my voice in their car 
and here I am in San Diego just recording from my condo. <laughs> well, here I am near uh, Mistake Lake, you know, recording in my car. And there you go. Exactly. I mean, you're worldwide, dude. You're in, in that's incredible. I mean, Zimbabwe, you got Madagascar, you're everywhere. Um, and I want to go back into that phase where you're, you know, cold calling effectively. Um, Cause I mean, you were a sales guy, you learned the sales process. Of course, cold calling is, you know, ground zero and uh, it takes a special type of person to battle through that period. But looking back, didn't you get like a sick thrill out of it? When you get a no, you'd just be like, all right, like you wouldn't like say verbatim, fuck this, fuck you. But like you get a little chip on your shoulder, I'm sure to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think you have to have that mentality. You have to have that tenacity in sales because it's going to be so few yeses where you've got to, you've got to really thrive off the nose because that's what you're going to get the most of. And I think a lot of people, if they don't come from a sales background, it's much harder for them to make it in other areas because they don't really understand what it takes a lot of times, you know, even with just producing content or just reaching out to people to network or, or whatever, like, you know, most people aren't going to do business with you. Most people aren't going to be your clients. Most people probably won't even be your friends, but some will. So, so it's just a matter of sending out those messages and, and taking the shots. It's kind of like, you know, it's like hitting on girls. It's like anything. You're going to get a lot of rejections, but there's going to be some that, that don't reject you and you can play off of those and improve and improve and improve. Exactly. No. And I saw a stat the other day. Let's say uh, you just talked about hitting on girls. Let's say uh, 99% of girls don't find you attractive. I think that equates to 75 million still finding you attractive. <laughs> so, exactly. That's a good confidence booster. <laughs> exactly. You know, 75 million girls like the way I look like you, you just got to walk around like that. It's just like the DMS. And, uh, and it's interesting too, because like sliding in the DMS, that term has almost like snowballed itself into a verb, like, like Venmo. It, now it's instead of, Hey, do you have a Venmo? It's Venmo me. Um, and DMS have been growing into this larger than life thing where it's the main form of communication all of a sudden on social media. And you just said you get all your guests damn near through DMS. Um, clearly you've, you know, learned how to weaponize Instagram and the DMS. I mean, can you talk about that a little bit? Cause I feel like you have a great handle on how to take Instagram and kind of make it your, your, your thing. Yeah. So I've actually just, you know, recently been playing around and positioning uh, with my messaging for some of the, you know, podcast consulting offers that I'm rolling out. And, and I think I'm going with the spin of, uh, you know, how to make money with your podcast simply by sending effective DMs, because that's really how I built everything. It's off of DMs. And, and that's really how everyone builds something when they, when they first start, you want to build a following. Well, you got to engage and DM a bunch of people to get them to get their eyeballs and ears onto your page and your, your show or, or whatever you're doing. Like it doesn't just happen just because you build it doesn't mean anyone's going to give a shit about it or come and listen or come and view or, or whatever. So you really just got to lay that foundation. It's that one-to-one hand-to-hand comment. It's that Gary V mentality, you know, and back when no one knew who Gary V was, he was just responding for eight hours a day on Twitter about wine, you know, building up a niche. And he would say that, you know, still he had so many people that don't know him. So like it's, it's that's what it takes to start. And a lot of people just want to jump to the end game, you know, especially with like, you know, the people I'm interviewing, you know, most of those guys and girls like they're on their chapter 32 or 28, 
Whereas if you're just starting out, you have to understand that you're not going to be able to to get there and leapfrog to chapter 28 without going through chapters one through five. And chapters one through five is a lot of fucking bullshit work. And, and I mean bullshit work by like simple, repetitive work. And it's not hard, but it's hard to execute because a lot of people don't have the stomach for it. So you just have to do simple, effective tasks over and over and over and over and over again, whether it's messaging people to get them on your show, whether it's just messaging people, giving them a compliment so that, you know, maybe they take a look at your account and maybe buy a product, like whether you're selling a, you know, a beer pong paddle or beer dye or whatever, all the way to a friggin' vacuum. Like, I mean, if you're trying to bootstrap something, build something like you have to be having conversations with people and sending out simple messages. Like that's the single biggest thing. It's like, yes, you can pay for ads. Yes. You can pay for shout outs. Yes. You can do all that. But if you want to do it organically and in the most effective way, it's just a matter of, of quantity and, and sending out messages and making those connections. Oh, that's it. I mean, that's it. We, we were just talking before we hit record. Uh, both of us played basketball so, I mean, it's the same thing. If you want to be a good shooter, you got to be shooting 100 shots at the free throw line a day, 100 three-pointers a day, 100 jump shots from the elbows a day. I mean, there's no shortcut. Like, you just got to do the work. And uh, a lot of people have came on this podcast and said that. They, they always come on and say there's no shortcut, so just man yeah, up, yeah. do the work. <laughs> and, I mean, the beauty uh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it's mastery over overload um, because the, the most common thing for – people is to try a bunch of different things and not give it enough time to actually, you know, see if it's working. You know, it's it's going to take a lot of time to see if something's working or not. And a lot of people will give up too soon and just have that like dabble syndrome. You know, if you're just a dabbler, if you're like, oh, I'm going to try e- e-commerce this month. Uh, I'm going to try, you know, more uh, drop shipping next month, manufacturing. I'm going to try social media marketing this month, or I'm going to try just to build up a, a TikTok account for my funny dancing this month. And you never truly commit, then you'll never truly make progress. So you really kind of got to, you got to be self-aware enough to identify what you might like doing for a while. And it's okay if you don't like doing it, like you do something for 30 days straight, you're going to figure out if you like doing it. And if you don't like doing it, that's it's more than fine to switch. But if you are liking doing it, but you're just not seeing traction yet and you still switch, that's where people mess up. So that, that reminded me, have you heard of uh, like microsystems? The company? No. So because that that whole oh. spiel just now reminded me exactly of what my co-host Nick talks about, um, the dabble syndrome. It's basically the inverse of discipline, right? And because uh, discipline, that's all about doing the same thing over and over and over being consistent and not just letting these, you know, momentous motivations sway you to or from doing something. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you might be super motivated and you might overload yourself and you might run yourself into the ground. And then the rest of the week, you just don't do shit. Um, and meanwhile, a micro system would be, okay, let's manage this. I'm not going to be motivated every day recognizing that and then saying, okay, let's just break it up, but let's still do something every single day. So I don't get burnt out and my discipline strengthens and I'm actually going to get from point A to point B. And like you're saying, avoid dabble syndrome. I like that. I'm going to use that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got it spot on. And so is that something where you just grind in every single day or did you experience waves of motivation or how did that go? 
Absolutely. Uh, definitely experience waves of motivation like anyone. Um, it's definitely weeks where I'm just like consuming way, way more than I'm creating or, or just like in a consumer mindset more than a creator mindset. And uh, I'm kind of on a second precipice of it right now. Um, you know, I've been kind of setting up things for a while for some different consulting packages where I haven't really hit the ground yet as far as, you know, sending DMs, trying to get new clients and customers yet. Uh, so, you know, it's, it definitely comes in waves, but uh, you just got to do it. I mean, the podcast is a consistent tentpole for me, but uh, to kind of get to the next level of income for myself, I'm going to be needing to uh, to hit the ground more with the DMs, but just not to potential guests, but more to, you know, podcasters and people trying to do what I'm doing just to get uh, to close sales and clients and things like that. So it, it definitely ebbs and flows and it's cyclical, but uh, if you're doing it and grounded for, you know, kind of the right reasons at the start and uh, you're, you're dead set on never stopping, then I think that gives you a semblance of a peace of mind. Absolutely. And so how do you, how do you strictly monetize your podcast? What are, what are the different ways that you have and what are the ways that you want to get to? Um, Cause you mentioned that next level. Yeah. Yeah. So mine's, <clears throat> so this is what I've, you know, I've done tons of, tons of research on it and uh, you know, tried different things myself and, and some things have worked, some things haven't, but I, I the most consistent thing that I've done um, is one-on-one consulting and charging people for that. And that's the easiest way really to make money online at the start because you don't really have to do any work up front. I mean, yes, you have to plan out what you're going to teach people, what result you're going to get them and stuff like that. But uh, it's not like you have to record a bunch of videos for, for like a course or do anything uh, crazy in that respect. So one-on-one consulting, I always say, is just the easiest toe in the water for, for first making money online. And it can be topic related or it can be medium related. Uh, so topic related would be like if you have a fitness podcast, you're talking about fitness all the time and then, you know, you help someone lose weight, you know, on a monthly coaching basis. And then medium related would be, okay, maybe I'll help fitness podcasters grow their influence online. So it's more related to the podcast medium itself as opposed to the actual topic, but you've built a credibility in the topic and the medium to be able to sell people. Uh, your your consulting. So, cons- I mean, there's there's multiple ways to make money online. Consulting is one. You know, selling physical products like merchandise, selling digital products like courses or scalable coaching packages, doing affiliate marketing, uh, doing memberships with Patreon, so people giving you you know a small monthly fee to get access to premier content behind the scenes. Uh, but a lot of these ways to make money with your show take time, and a lot of them aren't easy to ascend to. Um, and, and a lot of a big misconception for podcasters specifically is that, you know, I'm going to start my podcast and I'm going to get so many downloads that people are going to be offering me money just to read ads and do sponsors. Well, well, that's not really the case. I mean, honestly, for 99.9% of podcasters, you're never going to make six figures plus simply by reading ads. You know, yes, you might, of course, you don't want to, I don't want to stop anyone from their, their dreams, but a lot of times you're not going to be become a Lewis House or a Joe Rogan where you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars simply by reading ads uh, just because you think you're special and have a great personality. Like that's not going to happen. Most of the times podcasting is simply a personal credibility tool that allows you to leverage it to give you the chance to make money online. So it's like the, it's like the hammer. 
uh, you don't make you don't make money from the hammer itself. You make money by building a house with the hammer and selling the house. So podcasting allows you the credibility to make money online in a different form or fashion, but uh, it, it it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. It's a long term game. Podcasting takes time, and that's why so many people quit because they start to realize, oh shit, this is going to take time. This is going to take multiple years, probably. I'm not just going to blow up in five months and be rolling in the dough because of my podcast. It's it's more of a connection, credibility based tool. Right. No. Exactly. And I, I mean, sometimes I, uh, you know, I look around and I'm like, dude, there is so many podcasts out there. Like, I, I stop and think sometimes. I'm like, is there enough money even for, you know, the podcast industry to keep growing? Because I feel like the podcast industry has so much money inside of it right now. I mean, what do you think about that? Where's the future of podcasting going? Is it going to keep producing more money a year? Is is there a limit in five or 10 years or what? what Yeah, great. Yeah, great question. Um, So podcasting is still, it's completely in its infancy. You know, there's about, I think, 1.5 million shows right now. I think that was the last report, uh, which seems like a ton. And it is a ton, don't get me wrong, but like, comparatively to the amount of YouTube channels or Instagram accounts where those are in the billions, you know, like there's almost 1.5 million is almost nothing. So yes, there's a lot of competition, but yes, there's also not. Uh, But it's just a matter of continuing and and not stopping. But as far as the money, it's growing. Like you you see like different acquisitions with like Joe Rogan going to Spotify, uh, you know, Spotify making acquisitions in the audio game. Uh, voice is huge. Voice is going to become uh, bigger and it's going to become more accepted. And what's going to happen is all that ad, all those ad dollars that are going to all the big shows, they're going to start to trickle down to not necessarily the top 10 shows in different categories, but maybe now the top 100 because more and more people are starting to listen to podcasts. More and more people uh, understand what podcasts are about. And the reason why it's growing is because it's the only medium that allows you passive consumption. So you can be doing something else while you're listening to a podcast. And uh, it's just the easiest way to you know kind of turn downtime into productive learning time. You know, whereas a YouTube or videos, you have to be paying attention, you know, blogs, you have to be reading Instagram, you have to be looking and reading podcasts, you just pop it in, you can go for a run, go to the grocery store, go work out, whatever, and listen. And that's why it's, it's skyrocketing. And, uh, you know, a couple other new app or the new app that I'm most high on and I've posted and posting about it so much is Clubhouse, where it's an audio driven uh, live drop in chat app. And that's going to be huge for podcasters. And it's just letting people know kind of the beauty of audio, because all it is Clubhouse is just live audio conversations in real time. It's like live podcasting. So it's a good way in the future. It's going to be for for podcasts to take their listeners off, you know, to a different to a different medium and interact with them and engage with them more. Uh, But overall, there's going to be more and more money going into podcasting. Spotify is making huge moves. They're betting on audio huge are are really big and uh, it's going to, it's going to grow. And, and once, and once it gets adopted uh, more heavily in our daily lives, like once Alexa and Google play and all these things, she just, uh, she just buzzed in my condo, <laughs> but once she, uh, but once those become more uh, efficient, then people are going to really going to see the power of audio because instead of 
of of saying instead of going on your phone and booking a flight, you just say, you know, hey, book me this flight or this thing, and, and she'll find it for you. And it's going to be it's just going to be a game changer. And I don't think people realize how much of a game changer it's going to be. So that sent me into a spiral of thoughts. Um, <laughs> a a I just want to say to Alexa, Alexa, can you subscribe Aaron to Bold Perceptions? Did you hear that? <laughs> I have a headphones in, so she's not going to hear that one. <laughs> okay, so B, I was talking to a retailer yesterday. Or not a retailer, but he started his own clothing company. And we were uh, making some bold <laughs> predictions for the future of retail. And he brought up what you just brought up. Um, Alexa is going to play a giant role, even bigger than she already is, uh, in the future, where you'll be able to just say, you know, while you're at your toaster making toast, whatever. Hey, Alexa, can you buy me a new pair of jeans? And then boom, she's got it ordered. It's going to be like same same minute shipping at some point in the future. And she'll be able to damn near read your mind when you say, buy me jeans um, on based on, you know, what jeans you've bought, uh, at what times of the day, uh, what day of the week. And she'll know you want Levi's on Monday in June. I don't know, just something wild like that. <laughs> that's yeah. why, yeah, that's why branding is going to be massive because it's not going to be like you go to Google and you search best jeans in San Diego or wherever you are. Or, I mean, I don't know if anyone would ever search that, but you get my idea. Uh, and it's not like 10 results are going to come up for, for her, for audio. It's going to be like, no, it's like, what, what have you been seeing? What brand do you like? You know, or what brand do you fuck with? And, and then you just have to tell her the name of that brand. So that's why long-term branding over transactional buying uh habits is going to be is going to be key and so that's why that's why the the playing field's getting evened out so big box brands are going to have to switch up their shit switch up their their messaging and stuff because the more engaging smaller brands who care about their customers because they aren't big enough yet to not care uh those those theirs are popping up and they're going to win more uh she you know all the sound devices they're in the dial-up internet phase so back when the internet was really shitty, it was like, like, I don't know if you might be too young to remember, but like it was really bad in the beginning. So slow. You know, that's kind of the phase that those devices are in right now. They are going to get extremely, extremely more efficient and much better. They may even, you know, turn into full, full blown robots. <laughs> oh, I mean, I always, you, I'm, I'm sure you see this, like there's a new, uh, there's a new video of a robot learning to do a cartwheel holding an AK-47 while shooting a basketball every day. Like it's just, it's wild. And yes, hopefully they don't take over. Yeah, no, hopefully they don't, which they very well could. Um, we'll see what happens there. We'll see if Elon can save us. But I feel like we're in a hell of an age in terms of technology growth um, and just the world overall. Obviously, 2020 was ridiculous, and I think it shattered a lot of people's reality um knowing not knowing you but listening to you talk the past 40 minutes i'm guessing that you kind of had a change of your mindset in 2020 and damn near a renaissance because i mean you you your business didn't get shut down it probably boomed um and you probably looked in the mirror and said damn i i'm fully in control like I, i'm kind of loving this i mean how was your 2020 yes yeah, so i i pretty much had by 2020 and 2018 so uh, i mean i was i was doing all that research and stuff and i was like man this this is where everything's going i mean online's the game like i don't i don't want to continue to to have a one-to-one -one relationship between my time and my dollars like i can't scale and clone myself but i can scale and clone myself online so 
if I put in the work up front right now, it's kind of like a wave, you know, it'll build up and eventually it'll crash and it'll spike um, to, and, and really just be good for my bottom line, you know, wallet and bank account. But uh, I, I said that I'm going to have to do it the right way, put in the work up front and position myself for that, that meteoric rise. Uh, and, you know, tons of people were adopting that way, that lifestyle and that way of life. And with Instagram's huge prevalence online, like, you know, tons of, you can see the shift starting to happen, but then 2020 hits and it's like, it just throws everyone into it, whether they want to be in it or not, whether they like it or not, they have to go online. Like they have to research options for making money online. They have to go on zoom calls to talk to their, you know, counterparts across the country at their company. They have to understand that, you know, if you have one source of income and that's a job and that job gets taken away, you know, they might be fucked if they don't have any other skills or any other you know, ways to make money or if they haven't built up any social proof or credibility. Like it's just a heavy realization for a lot of people that maybe weren't thinking about it before. And of course, you know, I'd already been thinking about it for so long. My, my podcast is positioned in this area. So, yeah, I mean, it was good for me, um, but I think it's just it, it was it was more of a, a real life slap in the face for a lot of people, maybe the 50% of people who never gave it even one ounce of thought, but now they're giving it a lot more thought. Now there's a lot more, a lot more talk of the online game and the implications of the future for, for what's 2020 brought. And uh, I don't, it's never going back. It really, I just don't think it's ever going back. You know, some companies are never going to go back to in-person offices. There's going to be remote learning and working all the time. You know, self-education is skyrocketing where college is probably going to die at some point if you're not going into a doctor, engineer or lawyer route. Uh, so there's just a lot of things happening and people who are on the right side of the coin, they are going to flourish and people on the wrong side of the coin, you know, they're going to be decimated. And if, you know, whether or not they're willing to get on the other side of the coin or whether their ego is going to stop them from getting on the other side of the coin, like that's up to them. But you know, the writing's on the wall. So it's just a, it's just a matter of being smart and thinking ahead of time and, and being a forward thinker. So here's another wormhole of thought I just went into. You just said schools may um, eventually close up. And I started thinking, and I, I think you may be right. And couldn't, bear with me here. I mean, couldn't your podcast, like we'll take your podcast, in five years, 10 years, however long it takes universities uh, to shut down, you know, like uh, a marketing or a sales or a digital transformation, digital marketing course, branch division, whatever, they shut it down. Couldn't you technically just monetize your podcast as the new digital transformation, digital marketing college, really? Yeah, no, that's exactly what's happening. Um, <clears throat> and you know, that's what people are doing. You know, that's why there's so many online academies, you know, online schools, you know, from influencers themselves, but also from, you know, accredited institutions, uh, you know, they're, they're, those programs are popping up because people are realizing that it's better to learn from someone who's actually done it themselves. And it's much, much cheaper as well. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense anymore to learn about, you know, survey tactics for marketing from a you know 60 year old woman who hasn't been in the tech game for 30 years. Like, I mean, no, you know, I'm sure she's a very nice person and there's plenty of professors who are very lovely people, but like they just don't have the chops and they don't understand 
the way the world is right now to teach marketing 101 in 2021. Like you'd much, you'd be much better off learning it from a 19 year old kid who's making $2 million a year because he learned how to, you know, hack Facebook ads. Like you want to, you want to make money in the real world, like learn Facebook ads, pair it to a product. Doesn't even have to be your own product and start, you know, slanging it out there and start experimenting. Um, and that's just one offhand example, but whether it's podcasting, Facebook ads with products, uh, you know, different modes of making online, you know, whether it's just brand deals with influencers, like whatever it is, there, there are options there. So again, if you're not going the doctor, lawyer, or engineer route, where you have to have additional schooling and legitimate knowledge in that subject area, uh, I don't really see the point of going to, or actually I, I'll rephrase. There is a point to going to college. Like it's, it's building critical thinking relationships and of course partying, right? But uh, if you're going to go in debt for college, that's where you need to draw the line. If you're not going to go in debt, if you get a scholarship or if your parents are going to help you out, yeah, hell yeah, go to college. It'll be the best thing ever. But like, like if you're going into 50K debt per year because you want to go to a basketball game, which they're not even going on right now because of Corona, <laughs> <laughs> like that's a huge, huge mistake in 2021. So that's the, that's the message there. <laughs> no, honest to God, I did not see this podcast going this way, but that no you're exactly right i mean it's all about being on the right side of the coin as uh society and civilization you know keeps growing towards where it looks like it's going and you just said it like i feel attacked because i'm not going to name my english professor not my english professor but <laughs> one of my marketing research professors literally we you know we learned how to do surveys online and, i mean <laughs> i don't know when i'm going to do that i just don't and you look back at what you learned i'm a couple years removed from college and I mean, it's really cliche, but you learn the most on your own outside of the classroom and you hit it on the head with, believe it or not, the partying thing. Partying, I have a belief, going to the bars at your college campus, interacting with a bunch of different kids, that is actually a networking tool that I swear <laughs> to God has helped me with interviews more than anything else in college did. Exactly. It's, it's so true. I mean... That's that's what college is about these days. This is about networking and making relationships. Um, yeah, you, you got it right. I mean, there's just it's just a uh, big big organizations and big college curriculums. Uh, they they just can't keep up with the rapid change of technology. So it's it's really I mean it's almost not even their fault because it's it just be so impossible to change their curriculums that fast. I mean, technology changes so fast and people's attention goes different places so quickly that it's impossible for them to keep up. So that's why that avenue is just, it's eventually going to get shattered. Yeah, no, reality will be shattered for a lot of people. And so now tying it back into your podcast to kind of wrap it up a little bit. Now I kind of see, you basically just gave me the backstory of the name New Age Influencers, right? I feel like you are on the right side of the coin. You've been on the right side of the coin. Um, and all these people that are coming on your pod, is that kind of the theme? They know something the rest of the public doesn't. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, first I really just wanted to talk to cool ass people, learn their stories and learn myself. Um, but, and I wanted to pick a name that would be, you know, relevant, you know, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. Cause new age, it's always like, you know, what's, what's the new age it's the next 10 years. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's interviewing people who've been there and done that and, and kind of just mini classroom webinars for, you know, usually most of my listeners are millennials and Gen Z. 
So it's just like providing that outlet for people to get educated, you know, right away. I always say like, you go to a couple of my Instagram accounts or listen to some podcasts, like you're going to get more out of it, you know, out of those things than a lot of people would get in a full semester of a, of a course um, at a regular college. So that's, that's what I wanted to do. And that's kind of the mindset shift. I think that a lot of kids these days are making because they see everything on social media and people, you know, kids want to be a YouTube star or a social media star. Now they don't really care as much about being a, a Hollywood actor or actress. Uh, it's, it's definitely the, the game has changed and it's much more attainable to become an influencer than it is to become a Hollywood actor or, or make big bucks and, you know, and the NBA or the MLB or sports, you know, while those kids dreams. So it's, uh, I think it's speaking right into that. And uh, I think a lot of people too, you know, especially older generations as of right now, they, they a lot of times have a negative connotation with the word influencer or influencers. They think it's just like, you know, some girl showing her, showing her ass and just like making money <laughs> without lifting a finger, which does happen, of course. But, uh, you know, there's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more layers. There's a lot of really unique and, and really fun and cool people doing different things uh, based on their skill sets and their personalities and, and making it a full-time lifestyle. So I wanted to elevate those stories and, and kind of bring it to the masses. I always think of myself and I'm sure, I don't know if you've ever used this term for yourself, but I think of myself as a knowledge gold miner. So I'm just like mining gold from people's brains and just like dispersing it out to the population. So that's, that's really what I try to do. A knowledge gold miner. I like that. Just like it's, uh, was it 1849 or 1949? I have no idea. 1749. I don't know. When was the real gold mine? I don't know. I'm not good at history, something like that. Yeah, I'm not good. I didn't pay attention in history, but (laughs) no, that's a great freaking point. Um, because I kind of started doing this pod cause I, it wasn't about in the beginning, um, gold mining. It wasn't about that. It wasn't about like getting lessons for my own self. It was about like, you're like, you're saying talking to cool ass people, something cool to do in my free time. But I mean, it's really has opened my eyes to the way the world is actually shifting right now. And, um, I can already tell, you know, this episode might be something, some, some called like uh, a look into the future or the right side of the coin, something like that. And I'm, it's really cool that you're doing this podcast and putting your knowledge out there. And like we referenced, Aaron, I don't know, you might be the professor of the year in like 15 years through this podcast. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be a cool title. I, I like that. Uh, you know, online professor of the year, but there's a lot of professors out there. You as well. Uh, podcast is, I think, is interchangeable with uh, online professor. Uh, we'll make that a thing. We will make that a thing. We'll make our own school someday. We'll see. And uh, yeah. so here, here's another question for you. Bitcoin. I feel like you're a Bitcoiner. <laughs> uh, that's funny. There's actually just a group chat with some of my buddies here in San Diego that just got opened about Bitcoin. And they're just like, they're just flooding that chat and blowing up my phone, you know, without me even really wanting to be in it. But uh, <laughs> Bit- Bitcoin is huge for entrepreneurs and poker players. You know, those two types of people love Bitcoin. And, and I understand it. And I understand where they're coming from. Uh, and it's, of course, it's like, it's gone to the moon lately, right? But the thing is like, Bitcoin is just the hot is the hot trend right now. And it may stay for a long time. It may, but it also might just completely implode uh, because it's it, it's an unregulated, decentralized asset. Right. So, you know, no government is going to allow that to take over, you know, without a huge, huge fight. Like, so, 
you see all the crazy shit with our government right now, all the old people that's bickering about bullshit all the time, but they're never going to, I mean, they may all have to die out before Bitcoin is allowed to transcend what, what we know. Uh, so I'm, I'm a heavy, heavy believer in blockchain technology. Like that's here to stay. That's never going anywhere. But Bitcoin itself, that may not be the thing that, that rides to the moon in the future. It may be, but it also might not be. So I think people need to take it with a grain of salt. But right now, I mean, shit, you can make a ton of money just like keeping keeping tabs on the price dips and, and, and explosions. And yeah, you can pretty much create money out of thin air right now with it. I haven't put my hand in the game too hard yet. I had some XRP for a while. Um, I had a little Bitcoin. I sold it off back in the day and I haven't really put too much time into it, but I have no hard qualms with people who do, but I just think people should be a little cautiously optimistic because the government's not going to be ripped, ripped apart or ripped down anytime soon, you know, aside from the Capitol protesters. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> lately it has been, it might be, <laughs> who knows? We don't know. But, yeah. I mean, civil war might change the whole thing. If that happens, you know, who knows? It could. No, it could. Who, I have no idea what's going to happen in our uh, country the next couple of years. Um, but no, I, uh, so we, we recently had a Bitcoiner on and he was, uh, just dropping knowledge all over the place about it. And it's a super controversial topic right now, really. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's decentralized. It's not ruled by a government. There's plenty of warning signs out there. There's also a ton of, you know, positive Bitcoin truthers out there, self-proclaimed. Um, and things like that are just interesting to keep tabs on as the world changes here. And maybe yeah, the technology back in it, the blockchain, that's that's where the gold is. I mean, that's gonna, you know, whether it's named Bitcoin or Schmitcoin, whatever it is named in the future, like the blockchain technology, that's going to disrupt everything. Um, you know, and it may be that the government comes out with their own type of blockchain or something like that. I mean, it's it's that's that's where it is. But Bitcoin itself, of course, is hot. But I don't I don't know that's going to the moon. But I very well could be wrong. But really, no one knows. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I did invest in some Bitcoin. I'm not going to say the, the amount. Um, I did it at a nice time. It, it had a crash recently, but then, of course, it's going back up, up, down, up, down. It's volatile as hell. Who yep. knows? But once you open your school, Aaron, I hope if I have a kid, I'm going to be paying for his tuition in Bitcoin, if that's okay. If you accept yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, shit. If it goes to freaking 100K of Bitcoin, like everyone's going to put their college kids college or i mean actually not even college anymore they're gonna put they're gonna buy the self-education courses with their bitcoin yeah <laughs> no that's where it's going i mean i didn't even think about that before this podcast that's just that's wild but so we're nearing the end here um is there any if you could give one piece of advice i'm sure you get asked this all the time but is there just some sort of out of the box bold take a drink at home i just said the podcast name bold piece of advice for younger entrepreneurs or people that are kind of starting to see there's more to life than what you've originally been taught. And there's other ways to make money. What would you tell these kids? Yeah, I would say that it's great to pursue your passion. Of course, if you can make money with it, go for it. But a lot of times it's just not the case. You know, if your passion is collecting butterflies, I mean, you're not going to make a millions of dollars doing that. Maybe, maybe you'll be part of the small percentage you could. But I think a lot of times people need to recognize what they like doing, what they want to be doing, and maybe work towards a lifestyle that allow them more free time to do that. You know, I could love golf, right? Which I do love golf. I play golf, but I'm never going to make a legitimate income golfing. I mean, I could, you know, but I don't have to. So I think under, letting people know that that's okay and understanding that 
is cool, but definitely picking something that interests you, something that piques your interest. You know, you don't have to love it. Very few people know that they love something all the time. Uh, so just something that interests you is something that you want to build is important. And then once you figure that out, I always say the three P's, persistence, patience, passion, persistence, because you got to keep with it. You got to be persistent in everything from sending DMs to recording content, to putting out, to trying things, to, you know, sourcing manufacturers for your product or whatever you want to do, you know, uh, patience, because it's going to take a long time. Anything worthwhile building takes a long time. Like if you achieve something in less than a week, like it's not really going to be, you know, too, too respected in your own mind's eye. Like you got to take, it needs to be something that you work for, for a while to truly get a, a good payoff. And then passion, again, you have to like and have fun doing what you're doing, but you just have to pick something that you're interested in. So having passion for building something, not necessarily having passion for the exact thing, I think is a, a, a difference that a lot of people need to understand because a lot of people just, especially younger people, they hear, you know, follow your passions all the time. So they're like, oh, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to, you know, pursue you know, gardening and I'm going to make it a lifestyle. And then they realize that that's really, really hard and it might not be the most lucrative thing. So I think a lot of times marrying a high, high income skill set to your interest or passion is, is where that's at. But uh, those three P's are important to understand, but there's a lot of intricacies behind them. Well, freaking said, and again, it kind of comes with uh, understanding where the world's heading. Cause let's face it butterfly collecting probably not going to be the next thing so you might want to wane off the butterfly nets you're buying on amazon i don't know if it'll pay off but aaron this was a treat i did not see this conversation going a lot of different ways that it did and uh, i'm glad it did because i feel much smarter i think you got a future in uh you know educating the youth something hell yeah man i love when the conversations go uh differently than expected especially you know in my podcast that just means that you know, it won't be like all the other episodes. So it's a good thing. And I uh, appreciate you having me on. Thanks. No, absolutely. And uh, everybody out there, go give uh, Aaron's podcast a listen. New Age Influencers. I'm sure you learned something on this one. Share it with your buddies. Share it with your butterfly catchers. Share it with your Bitcoiners, whoever needs to hear it. Share it. We're on Instagram, Twitter. We're everywhere. Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Apple, the whole shebang. So thank you for listening. And everybody have a great day.